Hello there and welcome to Reach for Power, where we will take a closer look at power itself and the strategies to build it. I am your host, Monica Krug, and in this episode, we will focus on defining criteria for your assessment, also known as making your success the self-fulfilling prophecy. This is my absolutely favorite personal mistake to think about it. Let me tell you a bit more. Thinking about my early days in the corporate world, I was working with an ironclad assumption that nothing can or even should be done in terms of your personal targets, apart from patiently waiting for your boss to present those to you. The effects of my brilliant strategy are quite easy to predict. Feeling powerless, demotivated at the very start of the year, craving for autonomy and decision-making opportunities. This approach was not doing any favors to me, my role, my development, or my company. Fast forward to today, enriched with 20 plus years professional experience, Professor Jeffrey Pfeffer's inspiration and all the hard work studying power that followed, I now ask the following questions to my coaches whenever I see that they fell in the same trap that I did. First and foremost, how would your ideal target look like? Obviously, typically, immediate answer that follows is a long list of jokes that the list being empty would be the dream situation. But after laughter goes away, I follow up with the following. What you believe should be on your target list to help the company move forward? What goals and projects will help you to showcase your talents and abilities? Which work-related tasks you genuinely enjoy and would want to do more of and which ones are those that you would gladly avoid? What elements would help you to get noticed for your next big role or would help your manager to build a business case to justify your pay increase? I think that you know by now where I'm going with this. The essence of this strategy is to influence or even rewrite the criteria based on which you will be evaluated. In other words, how to make sure that the way how your targets are phrased will make it easier for you to hit them. There is a difference between a goal phrased launch product X and a goal which is phrased explore possibilities of launching product X, if you catch my drift. Several thoughts based on my own pitfalls and my own experiences for you to consider. Point number one, do not give up on a chance to have impact on your scores. The sure way to give up power is to think that you do not have any. Point number two, for the items which are extensively driven, for example, such as sales targets or specific KPIs, feel free to ask clarification questions or even negotiate. At best, you will be able to lower the expectations. At worst, you will signal early that the goals are excessive or will be extremely difficult to be met in the future. It is also a great chance to clarify for you how the targets are being set what impacts them, what sort of information is being leveraged, and how the final decisions are being made. 
that gives you a chance to do a better job next time around, for example, researching the sources that will be leveraged for the following year. Point number three, taking proactive approach and proposing your own yearly roadmap. What are your ideas to pursue next year? What can be your trophy for the year? Almost like what sort of award, even if only figuratively speaking, you would like to put on your mantelpiece when the year comes to an end? How can you combine your power building ambitions with corporate strategies and directions? And let me let you on a secret. Whenever you approach your manager with a very proactive approach in terms of your role, even if discussion follows, even if not all of your proposals are being accepted, you will be perceived as a person, first of all, who cares. Secondly, the one who has certain leadership potential, the one who is ready to shape their own future and shape their own role. All those elements add up to a very positive PR and a very strong brand building for you to leverage in the future. Here comes point number four related to what I've just mentioned. Check the goals of your direct managers or manager and consider cascading them to yours to make it clear that you will be fueling their success. Of course, it does not have to be like for like, but acknowledging the fact that you will do your best to help your boss might be a very strong feather in your cap. Why? Because an employee who is helping the manager to reach their targets is automatically perceived as an ally and somebody to support. Because if you will do well, your boss will have higher chances to do well as well. Point number five, intertwine your personal goals with the corporate ones. Example, setting up a corporate podcast that would have you as the host, that would, for example, allow you to share your knowledge, your experience or expertise with junior colleagues, so fulfilling certain missions which your company might have. But on the other hand, it will also help you to build your brand, to become more visible internally and will give you opportunities to interact more broadly. And point number six, leverage the goal setting process and as an excuse to look for new mentors and advisors. Asking for opinion or guidance of those high in power would make them feel appreciated. And by the way, this is an excellent example of flattery that we mentioned in one of the previous episodes. Yet it also might form a perception of being a co-owners of your potential success. In other words, if you do well, they would feel that to some extent it is also their success because they advised you and you relied on their opinions. The great news about mentorship and asking for mentors is that this is again a very low risk power building strategy. Why? Let's have a look. If you ask somebody to become a mentor and the person says no for whatever reason, because of busy schedule, because of extensive travel, because the person has too many mentees already, you already succeeded in attracting their attention, in making it very clear that you appreciate the person, that you would like to learn from that person, that you noticed the person. And best case scenario, if the person says yes, 
it would mean that you have now a powerful ally, somebody who will feel almost like co-responsible to guide you on your path to success and might also help to share certain information, certain insights or wisdom from your given organization. Old saying goes that mentor should be able to take you to the places where you would never be able to go alone and open the doors which you would never be able to open by yourself. And point number seven, last but definitely not least, treat this goal-setting exercise as your tool to make your work more meaningful, enjoyable and fulfilling. At the end of the day, if you are the one formulating what will be your key priorities or at least proposing what your key priorities should be, it would also mean that you can sneak in more of those elements which you genuinely enjoy and you would like to see more of in your role and, for example, delegate or diminish the importance of those elements or those projects which you are not so excited about. Let me let you in one more huge secret. As you know, I have managed versatile teams counting from one to 100 plus employees. And the core element to keep in mind is that contrary to appearances, the goals that you receive from your boss are not necessarily carved in stone. Furthermore, I'm absolutely convinced they are not carved in stone. They are being formulated based on your boss's best understanding of your current tasks, of your current performance, of your current role, and often have a form of copy-paste versus what happened in the previous year. Why? Because honestly, this is the easiest way to go about it. It takes much more time and effort to actually plan developmental proposals for your employees and it would also require high level of leadership abilities and skills from your boss to do that. Hence, if you come proactively with ready ideas that your boss can leverage, he or she might be massively grateful that you did this self-diagnosis, self-reflection earlier on and you come back with ready solutions that they can easily implement. You would be surprised how many times they will be actually overjoyed to hear from you. For example, to see that roadmap that I mentioned in one of the previous points. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe to have regular access to the newly published content. You are also welcome to check Reach for Power webpage at reachforpower.com for more materials. And please, by all means, share your thoughts and comments and feedback through LinkedIn messages with me or through my email, which you can find on the website. Thank you so much for joining me today and keep on reaching for power.